This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Gamefly, and you listeners right now can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime to get a free month of unlimited games. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where our slogan is listen and be damned for all eternity. I'm your host Bob Mackey and I've been working with a shattered pelvis for three weeks and who else is here with me today? Oh hey, it's Henry Gilbert and uh, we're putting that bitch on ice. Man, why could why can I think of a better one? Uh, and who else is here? Uh, Chris Corruptus Extremis Antista. <laughs> and uh, special guest Brett Elston, and I'm not wearing a tie at all. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, and he's uh, going to win. <laughs> this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons, and today's episode is Margin Chains. And stones chewable morphine. Oh, Monsieur Flobo. OJ, morphine. Flobo. OJ, morphine. Flobo. <laughs> and this aired on May 6, 1993, when Sheriff Lobo was still relevant. And Chris yeah. will tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. As a matter of fact, I will. <gasps> oh, my God. Kevin Clyde charms the pants off the nation in the newly released movie Dave. Cheers is number one on television, and a fresh-faced Simpsons writer appears on David Letterman to talk about seceding the show. That would be Conan O'Brien. Wow. wow. That'll so, be this fall, right? Yeah, so he's currently in the middle of working on... Homer Goes to College, the mm-hmm. season five episode. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I guess they're probably done with it at this He's point. Working on everything. Yeah. yeah and, but he's getting ready to leave and having to pay Fox a lot of money to not, get out of his contract. Not in terms of late night TV contracts. Getting out for 200K. I guess not, yeah. Yeah, he still owes them scripts, is what I, I hear. Think, I believe Craig <laughs> Ferguson had to be given $10 million well, just that, for not getting Letterman shot. Yeah, wow. I mean, that was a great deal in his contract that said, like, if you're, if I, I will sign this new contract if I don't inherit Letterman show you owe me 10 million dollars that makes stephen colbert mm. worth 10 million more dollars <laughs> for a not highly rated show no. that also he really should be you know singing more in cars or doing hopscotch it is the best one of its kind nice in, the t- in that time slot yeah. <laughs> seth meyer's still mm. at it he, he's different time slot stuff though. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so some production details about this episode this yes. is actually uh bill oakley and josh weinstein's first episode as ah. staff writers and uh, they were sort of given this idea on the commentary. Oh, so they, they were say, freelancers when they did Marge goes to work. I think go, they were just uh, story editors. They ah. moved up the chain to become actual producers. And okay. uh, I hear for, on the commentary they say that new writers are given Marge episodes. I think because no one wants to write them, <laughs> and they're also the hardest episodes to write because Marge is a tough nut to crack. If you're mm. a, if you're a male comedy writer, <laughs> a single male comedy writer, I'm 24 and a Harvard graduate. What do I know about women? <laughs> yes. Well, we'll see that from all the clips. Of her. She is like not the star of this. No, at this, all. this episode is called Marge in, in Chains, but it's really like Marge on Trial, and Lionel Hutz is the true breakout star of this episode. I think this is probably his best episode out of all the Lionel Hutz appearances. Yeah, this feels like a tour yeah. de force of it's it reminds me of the auto show where they're just like, let's do every joke about auto we can. Mm-hmm. And this one too is just like this is every Hutz joke, and we'll never bring Hutz back because we're just doing too many jokes with <laughs> him. Uh, did you know that uh, they it wasn't a sequel episode, but mm-hmm. in uh, the season 27 finale last year, L- Marge goes to prison again, mm-hmm. this time for 90 days, but it much more focuses on her story in prison, mm-hmm. and it's about her seeing prison as an escape from her family, and she'd rather be there than at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently the original script of this episode uh, that Oakley and Weinstein wrote had a lot of Marge in prison, and it was a fairly realistic portrayal of prison. They did a lot of research into like what happens in prison if you're a woman, mm-hmm. like what who do you meet, what do you do? But they thought, you know, the other stuff was a lot funnier, so it got cut. Do, do they toss salads with syrup and jelly, or do they expand it? <laughs> well, me, why would they need to toss salads? Let me consult salad? this HBO special. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some documentaries on Cinemax about this. Uh, now, a documentary, uh, a little documentary you, called Caged Heat. <laughs> but why would you why would you toss salad when you just the other side? You'd be tossing something, right? I have no Am idea. I, Never seen a woman before. <laughs> no idea. We are Simpsons. Nerds. I can't believe they invented it. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We got Troy bringing us in. Hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure. Star of such films as P is for Psycho <laughs> and The President's Neck is Missing. Wow. But now I'm here to tell you about a remarkable new invention. 
Until now, this was the only <laughs> way to get juice from an orange. <laughs> With your eye. Yeah. Right like, over your eye, not even your forehead. Cracking your it eye. against your forehead. That reminds me of every infomercial where it's like, don't let this happen to you. And there's a tumbler of every animated yeah. gif from those commercials where people are just like knocking shit over. Yeah, well, it's usually they can't live their lives. Yeah. Part of a thanks Obama meme. We did, <laughs> we did a pretty good parody of that for that Games Radar app. Oh, that was so day, funny. Which we yeah. shot in one day, but it had the usual, is this too much work? I wrote the line. I can't beat the last Boston rock band. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good game joke. And uh, this whole scene is, it's like a sequel joke. One mm-hmm. of these things you'd see a lot in season four of like, this sequence was funny mm-hmm. in season three, so let's return to it. We They last did this in the Bart's Soapbox Derby episode. Oh yeah, the tombstone polish. Yeah, and so this is basically the same bit. Of is this to reuse the animation? No, it, could... it's not reused animation, but it probably reuses the same like setup and mm-hmm. background. But this time, like, in the opening, it was three different items yeah. that they pretty much just cut into the original the footage. microwave. And the showrunners of this time said that their strategy is to open with a parody to start mm-hmm. things off on a funny note, and then you can go into the story. And they do that often, Algina Mike Reese. And by the way, you can get your own car chandelier on Etsy right now. <laughs> you can sell them. Uh, also, I think Sun and Run is a lame joke. It that pretty is. Like, pretty like, it yeah, is. It's just a yeah. joke. Nice to have Dr. Nick back. Hi, everybody! <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nick! Toy, would you like a glass of orange juice? I sure would. But won't we have to pay those outrageous grocery store prices for something the farmer probably spit in? (laughs) Anymore. All thanks to the new juice loosener. Doctor, are you sure it's on? I can't hear a thing. It's Whisper Quiet! That is two lines I use yeah. to this day. Is it's whisper quiet, and you got all that from one bag of oranges. Yeah, this is really Phil Hartman's episode. I forgot about yeah. this opening bit with uh, Troy McClure in yeah. it, too. Jesus. That, that should have been... I meant that to be my opening joke, something the farmer probably spit in. <laughs> and, just, and, like, and just the 70s movies with the dumb titles. Like, mm. before, I think he'd only called back to mostly industrial films that he'd done and this is when they get real silly with shitty like 1970s family he did have Calling All Quakers Uh, was that already in there yeah but I mean we heard him in Calling All Quakers I just feel like he hasn't hasn't even done eight yet we haven't heard eight Troy McClure movies (laughs) at this point I think so and and I I love Homer's fevered dialing in to get he's like I've got to get this thing I gotta get it they're getting shit from Osaka Mm -hmm. which it's something like they could do Tokyo, but they did mm-hmm. Osaka. I feel like they were trying to pick a less famous, even yeah. though that's like saying, well, they did L.A. instead of New York. They went with the more obscure city in America. Like, well, but, wasn't this based on a real thing? I, I thought it. I thought it was on the news, and it, 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 this. Well, there was a show that dug into what happened. In the <laughs> it definitely look. I have a lot of research, <laughs> but here, I, I okay? did. I, did, <laughs> I do. I am ready for it, but not this. The one. reason why I didn't research is, is I, I didn't like. I thought the joke was based on a real thing, but the real thing was an old fucking wives' tale. Mm-hmm. Like you probably got sick from that Japanese item, like that kind of urban legend. I, kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, Osa- but you, placing in Osaka is a very specific thing to do. It might have just been like at the time there was a notable outbreak mm-hmm. of flu or a virus. I could have sworn there was. And then way, we, it, it was to- on our news for like. A week and then in a way it seems know, to maybe. presage bird flu yeah instead. yeah but that's true yeah. i feel like it's just a normal thing to fear stuff coming yeah. from the orient that mm. would be and that is a, that an offensive term SARS? i don't like that was that wasn't that long ago it, it was, was like, 93 true, yeah. though yeah. like yeah so just saying that the stereotype the urban legend stereotype of diseases being brought <laughs> over from japan has been around for a while and this this scene also has a a bad japanese dub joke which i think will yeah. soon become a joke no one understands yeah it doesn't and, uh, i mean it was mocking mm. i guess dubs weren't great in 93 no guess, but it's a godzilla reference especially yeah. like and I, the- I i recently watched mothra for the first time and Ooh. i feel like um yeah, it was like let's let's tell white people to be japanese but they don't know what japanese people sound like so everybody talks really haltingly like this oh, because really? this is oh, what a foreign really? person sounds like mm, yeah. but they don't do the lr thing they just kind of like speak really haltingly because they're trying to match the lip flaps but it's like i guess this is what a japanese person sounds like <laughs> uh, it's, it's very strange but you hear that in this in this scene and they, well, is that yeah. right tabana <laughs> yeah, I have to speak quickly because. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so here is some research for you, Brad. Hey, oh. hey, 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 you gotta you gotta take it if you can give it. So the the thing the box that is being shipped mm-hmm. is to seven forty two Evergreen Terrace, which mm. I do believe, and I 
double check this. This is the first time the Simpsons address oh, wow. yeah. has been 742 Evergreen it was, Terrace. It was wrong just a couple of four episodes Four previous ago. reference in season four. Mm-hmm. New Kid on the Block, mm-hmm. is, Bart tells Moe to come kill Jimbo at 1094 Evergreen Terrace. That's true. Mm. And then meanwhile, in Homer's Triple Bypass during the cops in Springfield, they're breaking into seven, uh, 742 Evergreen Terrace, which is where, uh, it's where Snake and Lovejoy mm. live next door to each other mm-hmm. and so that about snakes house so this i believe mm-hmm. is that that was just uh seven episodes ago so this i believe is the first time the simpsons house has mm. been 742 evergreen that was a good catch this blunder made me hate the whole episode no I, I, <laughs> not that person but but it, it, it's lovely to think about it well it's just a human writers coming up with this and someone yeah. probably thought that was the address they came yeah. up with for the simpsons now it's, it's set in stone yeah it wasn't made to be wicky like that's mm-hmm. the difference between yeah. in and say when community started i feel like they were already cataloging their facts mm-hmm. from the beginning <laughs> or even on south park they were just like yeah we we've counted everything or we mm-hmm. we try to keep track of all these things so then everybody gets the osaka flu which again talking about on the commentary they said that they were told to read the plague by albert yeah Camus. and uh, only one joke was based on an i don't know what yeah. it was they won't say i've I, read the plague and i don't know what joke was i've only that. read the stranger i have it's, not read uh, the plague. i think it's the germ cloud stopping at a stoplight that's, <laughs> that's, that's be totally Camus. <laughs> but we do see i feel like it's the first personification of uh skinner's mom as a an angry woman mm. She because, looks at him grumpily, but she yeah. doesn't say anything. There's no lines, but I feel like she was just sort of a sweet old lady. And then after that psycho reference happened, yeah. um, it was all downhill for her. Agnes is really <laughs> one, one of two psych- like very clear psycho references. This oh yeah, in this like, episode, yeah. There's one three in- if you want to count the movie uh, Troy McClure was in. That's true. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they, everybody's getting sick. I like the personification of the germ cloud and totally it's just yes. covering everybody up. And the sequence of Wigan Wigan being haunted by it like the blob. Yeah, yeah. So he's shooting it. Which he, so he fires gets, his gun at it. Yeah, he gets a hot dog and then fi- and so I think he might have hit that hot dog. <laughs> It's the second time he's thrown his gun at a supernatural thing after running out of bullets. We had the mummy in the That's Cops in right. Springfield parody. That's right. Yeah. What is this clip? Sarge, we keep getting orders to let the virus win. Must be a school day. Lay down your arms. All right. Let's make some puffs. <laughs> Bart's uh, homeostasis immune system faking uh well, faking no, the Osaka was, virus it was him telling his his blood cells to give in and get oh, sick so yeah. it was inside of him he just I definitely did this as a kid me I too was like, could I force myself to get sick I, I don't like, want to go because to maintain a fever I would do that thing where just I try and bring all the blood to my head. Yeah, you're like going super sane with a thermometer yes. in your mouth. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm like, thank God I'm not the only one who did that. Yeah. Yes, I did it all the time. This taught me that might work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Why does the flu have snake's voice? That <laughs> That's why I wanted to play it. I got confused because I called the clip snake virus. I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> also, why is the soldier the pimply voice teen or squeaky uh, voice yeah, teen? That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then it was a great way to do a gross joke without without mm-hmm. pissing off the censors. Otto gets vomited on from the sky yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's yeah. the dreaded osaka flu has hit springfield with over 300 cases now reported now over to arnie pie with arnie in the sky route 401 is going around and around and around and around and around and look out at the corner of 12th and main because i'm gonna be sick whoop <laughs> <laughs> That's much worse than dropping his bagel. <laughs> a couple quick bits I like. Yeah. There's the itching, scratchy cartoon where I like when he lands on the cactus. The needles go directly through both his yes. eyes, like a yeah. nice touch. And then the joke of Burns saying he had like his germ-proof thing. Mm-hmm. Even even in first viewing, when I was ten, I was like, Homer's in there. Like Homer's oh, really? going to open this door. <laughs> Such a big setup. I did not yes. expect it this time. So like, I remember <laughs> Burns in this episode? We also we also have. Uh, oh, sorry, Brett. Mm-hmm. No, I know they go to great lengths to like not set this any specific place, mm-hmm. but the four hundred one sounds like a mix of the one hundred one and the four hundred five, which are the two California main LA, mm-hmm. especially because they're writing this in LA. I assume. Yeah, you yeah. must drive on one of those to do yeah, anything. To do yeah. anything, and well, I just, uh, and this episode in with a very LA riot like it was yeah. Uh, yeah. so I, I definitely feel like LA is getting if you really uh, want to find Springfield there are mile markers in this episode very briefly like, oh um, that's right on the direction to Mexi- Mexico yeah. a, if you can figure out where uh, North Haverbrook is and triangulate with Mexico City <laughs> it is on a map which it had on a sign and it was 630 miles away hmm. Why don't, you don't need to tell anybody that early that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's an entire day's trip Well, my, I must, maybe that's the joke I must end my cameo All right, oh. unfortunately but 
Thank you for jo- letting me join for Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Send, oh, yeah. send Brett off with a clip of uh, Mayor Quimby on vacation. Hey. Now for an emergency announcement from the mayor. People of Springfield, because of the epidemic, I have canceled my vacation to the Bahamas. I shall not leave the city. Hey, you, get that steel drum out of the uh, mayor's office. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't have captured every flu clip, but we did yeah. have the first Married with Children parody. I think oh. it's the inferior one because he doesn't flush the toilet uh, after the joke is uh, after the joke is told. It's the. Um, I mean, this episode could be all of the epi- like we could yeah. just have every clip, but the, so yeah, Ned watched Married with Children, and that's why the family was damned. He was damned for all eternity, and so that's <laughs> okay. This is another thing cut out on my. You're experience. watching the wrong uh, versions, Chris. Sorry, man. <laughs> the, the, I've been sorry, seeing a lot man. of comments getting yeah. mad at Chris for not listening. To I'll lend you the right DVDs, there. Chris, if you need uh, them. I, I, Oh, whatever. <laughs> but okay, but so in that scene, that first has Todd, Todd speaking. Todd's like, gaf, gaf, loof, gaf, gaf, loof, yeah. so here's my theory: that married with children was nice to a degree, and yeah. it was pretty much a joke you would have seen on the show. These plants are a lifeless and limp. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you in the bedroom, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. But- uh, so I-, I think they, I think they thought they could get. Uh, the, uh, oh. the two actors to do it. Yeah. I think they did. Because meanwhile, the next time we'll see a clip for Married with Children, it is a mean joke yeah. about how Al, it's not let's good. let's have sex. It is, it is a <laughs> no pig, toilet flush. flush. Yeah. Woo! Great. A surprisingly Puritan joke from The Simpsons. Who do... Mm. Otto got barfed on, on his yeah. face. Yeah. Like, They're on their high horse. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and then also comes the scene with uh, Hibbert and the placebo. He's like, anything <laughs> I give you, just be a placebo. Where can we get these placebos? That taught me the meaning of the word placebo. Me too. I also like, I'm carrot. I mean, ouch. <laughs> Sadly, mine was two, three years later with brain candy. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Brendan Fraser. And the... Uh, that's right. <laughs> and the killer bees thing. So there was a box of killer bees and that's what they eat. That was a very 90s fear. We were very afraid of... In the early 90s, we were very afraid of killer bees. Or at did. least I was. A it doctor was would come out on a terrace and make pronouncements mm-hmm. like, like an old politician. <laughs> and in the show, they're apparently being shipped somewhere. <laughs> so the the fear especially of killer bees or Africanized bees yeah. that, were, <laughs> that uh, they were discovered in a Texas town in 1990. And so people yeah. were just like, they could take over our regular bees and be killing us. Somebody has probably pointed that out more comedically. We were constantly terrified by clouds of killer bees that were, were told were coming in the country. Yeah. And now all I hear about, like, the bees are almost gone. <laughs> just no bees. No bees. We I need we the killer, killer bees. <laughs> it's either no bees or killer bees. We'd have one of them. <laughs> so everyone in the Simpsons family is sick at this point. Yeah. Uh, and they Homer, all have different demands. So Homer's in Burns' uh, flu thing. He's in his germ-free thing eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, he's in bed <laughs> sick. I don't I don't like Where's that. that uh, he also uses the I'm Mr. Burns uh, <laughs> That joke. made that less predictable. Yeah. Like, okay, obviously Homer's going to be in there eating a big sandwich even. <laughs> but then he's like, my name is Mr. Burns. <laughs> but I have that clip if we... Smithers, this plague doesn't scare me. I've constructed a germ-free chamber for myself. Not a single microbe can get in or out. Who the devil are you? Don't panic. Just come up with a good story. My name is Mr. Burns. Uh, it's a good time killer yeah, yeah it's like almost every episode now homer talks to his own brain it's wonderful <laughs> but so then he is sick in he a poor sick. use of continuity everybody's sick and marge is highly put upon mom can you bring me more oj can you get me some of those flintstones chewable morphine there's no such thing marge the boy's wasting valuable time come change the channel and pat my head in a minute but i'll miss sheriff lobo <laughs> and get me a bottle of bourbon Grandpa, you know you can't have liquids after 3 p.m. You can stir it into my mush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I looked up Sheriff Lobo. I had read about it before the internet. It's like TV Guide presents the 50 worst TV shows ever to be like My Mother the Car and stuff like that. (laughs) This time I looked it up and I read about it. Apparently it was a spinoff of BJ and the Bear, part of the brief uh, strange trucker fad of the late 70s in which a trucker... Yes, exactly. In which a trucker was teamed up with a chimpanzee named Bear... And Sheriff Lobo was the crooked, zany sheriff on BJ and the Bear. He was spun off into his own show that lasted like a season or two. I think wow. maybe three seasons, actually. Well, 80, 90, 79 to 81. Three seasons. Claude Akins, who I only know from Master Ninja and Mystery Science Theater. That's and, right. And, that's where he's... Yeah. And 
it's like you can if you read about the history of the show it like didn't do well so they retooled it and like you don't think basing a show around a fat corrupt redneck cop <laughs> that's not the main problem you want to replace everybody else <laughs> the lobo show has been canceled for retooling do we have the theme song i did send that to oh, yeah. you because it is it is very much a um different era uh, yes again. very very much so there is a man the legends tell who stands for what is right like quieter, he never shirks or cowers from a fight. He is our Sheriff Lobo, mighty Sheriff Lobo, heart of All right, it's enough. I, I believe the best description of this uh, opening is this. He, he's on a collision course with wackiness. It, it really is. Yeah. It, is his, it is beautiful. I, it is yeah. a thing of beauty. Despite all the references to Sheriff Lobo mm-hmm. on Simpsons, which I have been like, this is the second of three. Yeah. There's the sign, the itchy and scratchy thing, there's a sign. Oh, no, wait, maybe that's later. John Schwartzwilder is in, a, in some picket line holding a sign, bring, bring back, back Sheriff Lobo. Lobo. I thought that was Wagon Train. Oh, it was Wagon Yeah, the, the okay. one you're thinking of is the Bobo episode, like, Lobo, Lobo, yes. bring back Sheriff Lobo. That's the only <laughs> yeah. other Lobo one, which is funny that, like, the staffs of 4 and 5, which were very different, still had Homer loves Sheriff Lobo. It is the perfect dumb Homer show, though, yes. about, like, a fat, crooked southern sheriff. <laughs> a terrible show yeah. nobody cares about. I give them credit, too. I only noticed this time the care they had to draw the Flintstones vitamins. Like, they really look like Yeah, it, that's though. true, yeah. It's very good. Blue the red kind uh, it was mm, blue and pink mm, as, I as long as light, I can... light blue light pink i just want to eat that car and not betty <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing you'd see in a lot of oakley weinstein ones where grandpa is there and you're like why is even grandpa in this scene and then he'll say a either the joke that ends the scene or a plot important moment and him asking for the bourbon is plot important yep, it is so. yeah only reason he's there and so she goes to the quick homer doesn't drink liquor no yeah. that's yeah, the well, only reason he's there he drinks beer i guess yeah. they saw bourbon as an old man drink though yeah. I'll, I'll have bourbon any Bourbon's day delicious Marge and the Quickie Mart, mm-hmm. I got to give them thumbs up. Great animation for all the heads oh, on yeah. the shelves. This is Jim Reardon. Mm-hmm. It's oh, his yeah. episode, oh, yeah. It's great. And he does Marge frazzled so well, too. And it's another of those moments where I think probably for at least a few minutes, I was like, oh, it's hard being a mother. It's really <laughs> tough. Like, and then you're like, give me some potato chips. I, I look <laughs> down for... I, was here the opening scene and looked down for a second I just assumed she was in a giant grocery store and it was all it was jarring like that was the quickie mart she walked for like for like a minute down the aisle it's kind of like uh, not cost effective to do all of your grocery shopping at the convenience store because it's, it's a really convenience expensive. store yeah yeah well Apu is a Kind of a dick in yeah. this one. He's really not nice. That thing about how the price was lowered because an, a, an escaped mental patient tampered with the Tylenol or the aspirin is based mm. on a real thing that happened in 1982. I looked it up. Uh, apparently, oh. seven people died in the Chicago area wow. when someone laced Tylenol with cyanide. Um, no one was caught. They they assumed it could have been the Unabomber. It wasn't him. Mm. I, I think someone tried to extort the police by saying it was me and give me $1 million, but it wasn't that guy. He just wanted money. So to this wow. day, someone had poisoned uh, these capsules, and they were not caught. I think from then on, they were no longer capsules anymore. They were just like the pill form because it was harder to uh, you know tamper with. That's why they're in those, yeah, those like, bubble wrap kind of packaging. Yeah, so yeah, twice. that too. We, we get a rare appearance of brother. Mm-hmm. In uh, Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay, yeah. yeah. And we get, I like them speaking Hindi to each other. Yeah. See, I, I'm assuming that was Hindi. There are other languages I, I, I spoken in India. Really depending on you guys to know It is because they actually called the Indian consulate, I think, uh, yes. Bill Oakley okay. and Josh Weinstein, and they were not happy about it, but they reluctantly decided to translate things for them. So wow. all the Hindi you hear in this episode is legit. A respect to white people for finally for finally <laughs> acting like Indians right. But, You're but, welcome. I mean, but, but seriously, though, I think in the early 90s, a lot of shows would not have bothered to get accurate in, uh, uh, Indian dialogue. Including the Simpsons. Apu is kind of a generic brown convenience store employee. They mm-hmm. never get too specific over his real nationality. And putting a language to it well, does I that. Well, I mean, Apu is, it was a very clear reference to the Apu trilogy. Yeah. Huh? Uh, which the, 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 <laughs> We've never discussed The films this. by Sajid Ray, the, uh, the yeah. Apu trilogy. The, he, was, he was, if you were a film student of the 60s and 70s, those were likely the only Indian films you ever saw. Like well, he was, he was. The, scratch he, what I just said. He <laughs> was the Akira Kurosawa of India back then. It did seem a bit a 
a little contrived that he they immediately were like, no, she's a thief. Like, yeah. like Marge has been shopping there con- conceivably for you know years. And yeah. also, Apu has been robbed in already in this point in the show like eight times. Yeah. So I remember as a kid thinking that justified his dickishness because we've never seen anybody get caught for stealing from the Quickie Mart. It it's constantly true. happens to him. So when yeah. he, he almost catches somebody, like, yes, let's do this. I guess get it's ex- the first time he's actually caught get somebody. Excited. Yeah. This is finally happening, and Sanjay's so, here to see it. So there's a couple levels to that where first it feels like Marge totally just forgot. She's pulling things out of her pockets and she left one thing in her pocket. Mm. But then when she says... Colonel Quickie Mart's bourbon. <laughs> yeah. I, I do all that. You did not pay Colonel Quickie Mart's uh, Kentucky bourbon. But I. But then when she says, no, I guess I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was just like, why isn't she giving her real excuse now? Yeah. Like, I forgot. I'm sorry. But when she says, no, I guess I didn't. Th- that then made me think. So was she reflexively going like, F you, I'm not paying for this thing. You charged me 25 bucks for this bottle of aspirin. I think she was just so harried and frazzled. She just was just, you know, reacting in the moment. Yeah. She didn't have time to be outraged or indignant about being accused of theft. She's like, oh, no, Probably I, I nothing didn't. nothing was going to happen. Yeah. And then, of course, the cops show up immediately this time for yes. nothing. Like <laughs> nothing with coconut. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all, all really wonderful. Makes then, my, it makes our community store seem amazing. I yeah. went in there one time, left my card at the bar, tried to buy some whiskey, my discover they don't take discover cards mm. like that's why i got it so i'm not tempted to use it and the guy's like just take it come back tomorrow give me some money i'm like this fucking this you rule this rules <laughs> i know where you live <laughs> and so then act two begins with lionel hutt's rock bottom Ooh, this, yeah. this then just becomes the lionel hutt show yeah for one whole act yeah it's all hurt. now don't you worry mrs simpson i uh-oh <laughs> we've drawn judge snyder is that bad well, he's had it in for me ever since I kind of ran over his dog. You did? Well, replace the word kind of with the word repeatedly hmm. and the word dog with son. <laughs> that, that should have been, that should get the line of the show because it's a great line. But it really paints a picture. I want to know what situation he was in and where that could have happened. Repeatedly running over a boy. It's one of my favorite all time lines. Yeah. Like, well, so then why are you free if you repeatedly ran over the son of a judge? Well, I guess later we do see his raging alcoholism. So that yeah. could have explained oh. it. But still, it's like, I don't care if you are an alcoholic. You should be in jail. Yeah. You ran over this guy a bunch of times. This is also the first time that character, that judge is named Snyder. That's mm. why he's called Snyder from now maybe, on. Maybe he moved for a bad court thingy during his trial. <laughs> That's true. Might have worked. The Simpsons will be right back. Thank you, fine folks, for listening. Hope you're not too bored. You know what the perfect solution is for being bored and always has been? Goddamn video games. <laughs> That's why this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And just so you know, you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial of the service. What is Gamefly? It's like Net. It's like Netflix, but for games, you should know that by now. You create a queue. They ship out uh, two to three games to you. It's up to you. You play them for as long as you want, ship them back, and they'll just keep on shipping stuff from your queue. This is a great way to save money on not only playing a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old releases, because not only does Gamefly have over 8,000 titles ranging from PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, PS Vita, they go all the way back to the original Wii, the original Xbox, PS2 in certain cases. I know, right? And to sweeten the service even more, Gamefly allows you to buy a game back? Have you kept it out for a long time? Do you want to just keep it? Are you that settled into the multiplayer? You can buy that game back from Gamefly at an extremely reduced cost, and they'll send you the box and manual as if you purchased it anywhere else. Once again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can get started with a 30-day free trial for yourself by going to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. The movie we watched was called Walk the Dark Streets, and I thought it had the the most amazing premise ever. The movie fucking sucks. World War II vets finally meet up again. One guy's desperate for the money, and the other guy's doing pretty well. And the guy's like, I'm a trophy hunter. I'll pay you to hunt him through L.A., but it's about two guys hunting one another through LA and like why hasn't somebody done the movie of two people hunting one another in the city it'd be so cool 
Well, it kind of did with the pest. And uh, talk about on thirty twenty ten. And assassins. Yeah, but predator too. But they're but they're not hunting one another. Uh, yeah. Like that's what I think is the. So cool you think idea. the one thing holding back the pest is that John Leguizamo <laughs> didn't get to hunt back Jeffrey Jones? There's no X to his sever. Okay. I'm like <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's an apt reference. I, I don't have either. Not seen but the film. Uh, for some reason, I was I, like, yeah. I played two Game Boy games. I think so. most people remember the movie though for the hit song from it. That one is like, uh, "Come on, get up the floor, everybody, walk the dark." Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Yes, Li- hey, spoiler, Lionel Hutz will get line of the show. Oh, for sure. Period. Oh, my God, yes. So. And I also didn't like how Apu and, uh, it was celebrating. Like, mm-hmm. he's dancing around, listening yeah. to music, like, and we're going to put that bitch on ice. I was like, That's Yeah, I've, always, I've seen really Apu brought up in a lot of articles on tokenism and stereotypes, mm-hmm. and I always want to be really quick to defend, just because I love Apu and I don't want to imagine a world without him. This is the one where, like, oh, wow, that was just a bunch of nonsense words and uh, yeah. weird dancing. Uh, yeah, here. Homer tries to plead with Apu to uh, drop the charges on Marge. I'd like you to drop the charges against my wife. No offense, but we're putting that bitch on ice. <laughs> now, come on. I'm your best customer. I'm sorry, Mr. Homer, but it is the policy of the Quickie Mart and its parent corporation, Nordine Defense Dynamics, to <laughs> prosecute shoplifters to the full extent of the law. <laughs> yeah, that was not authentic. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, they, they at least got one. They got one bit of Hindi right. In the I, I, I do like Chris's explanation though that he finally has nailed a thief, and I do yeah. like like the general story of Apu. He's like he's an immigrant. He came over full of hope, but then he realized he could become as crooked as any like American businessman. He's and that's what he does in his he's job. Like, oh, that's America. I yeah. have to be as crooked as a white man. I get it. Also, again, I think one of the last scenes ever of a, a Wiggum and Quimby secret meeting. Yeah. Which then leads to something that you that has a, needs. A, I have a bit of a history explainer for as well. All right, please do. Don't tell anyone, but uh, Marge Simpson was arrested for shoplifting. Let the word go forth from this time and place. Marge Simpson is a shoplifter. Hey! In other news, the hmm. chick in the crying game is really a man. <laughs> I mean, man, is that a good movie? Yeah. <laughs> Give us hell, Quimby. <laughs> so that was absolutely redone dialogue. Oh, like it was oh. so his mouth is all wrong. Yeah. Even it's, the crowd's mouth is yeah, yeah, it's all <laughs> off. But I uh, so I wonder what the original line is, mm-hmm. but that one is a very loaded line. Like first off, as a kid, I didn't get it. Same here. My mom had to explain to me she had seen the movie, though for her to explain that um some that a woman had a penis in a movie i was like uh okay yeah it's pretty famous but, for that uh, sequence because that is the end of the movie the woman, yeah he, and the, it and it opened up doors to decades of transphobic, transphobic jokes and films of just like she's got a dick vomit it's so gross in that movie's like, offense, on. no one ever remembers forrest whitaker isn't it and He's awesome in most awesome of the movie yeah and that like steven ray's like oh well whatever yeah like yeah, he I love also her. doesn't. He he gets grossed out at first, yeah. and then by the end of the movie, he's with her. Mm-hmm. No, the film, the crying game, isn't so much about that. It's about like Ireland mm-hmm. and the IRA, and it's 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 a Neil Jordan masterpiece. Like he's mm, really great. Good. I love Neil Jordan. So, a lot of people hadn't mm-hmm. seen it at that point. Uh, all right, so here's a quick history of the crying game. It did come out in '92, the year mm-hmm. before this, right? But many people didn't see it. Yeah. Until it got nominated for Oscars, including the lead actor, mm-hmm. was, right. uh, yeah, well, it was nominated mm. actor. Mm-hmm. So, but this so mm. uh, Crying Game was being sold as a twist you won't believe, a twist yeah. though, like keep it to yourself. And this is when modern spoiler culture became yes became yes. real. With this one, there were films before just like don't tell anybody about the shocking ending of this movie. Keep it yeah, yourself, like Psycho. Dorothy's dreaming. <laughs> but, but this, but this was one of the big ones of modern spoiler culture for us, at least as I remember it. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment that typifies it. it okay, so uh, I sent you a clip, Chris, from. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel at their at the movie show. 
So this is modern spoiler culture. This started here. So every year on the Siskel and Ebert weekly show, they would do If We Picked the Winners special, which they would actually like almost do as an award show unto itself. Yeah, there's an audience there. With an audience there, and they're in tuxes, and they're just like, these are the nominees for the Oscars, and we're picking who would win. And so they get to the supporting actor category. And Siskel then says, this is who I'd pick, the actor from the crying game Mm -hmm. then comes a big chiron on the screen that Mm -hmm. says turn down your audio now if you don't if you if you haven't seen crying game yet wow and roger ebert is just like i can't believe you're gonna say this and you're gonna (laughs) say and he well i mean while gene siskel's like no the film's been out for months Mm -hmm. And the actor is nominated in the actor category. Mm -hmm. So this is not a spoiler. They're not even using the word spoiler. So then Gene Siskel talks about why he wanted, why he is giving it away on TV and Mm -hmm. talk it because he, to talk about the person's performance, they, he has to talk about the spoilers. Mm -hmm. And so this is him finishing it up. And then uh, Roger Ebert is not pleased afterwards. Going to be called upon to be very tough. I think it's easily the most difficult performance of the year, whether it's a supporting performance is debatable. I think it's a starring performance, actually. Could it have been done better, however, or as well? And if so, by whom? And Roger, if you disagree with me on this one, I'm going to be very upset. I think it's a spectacular performance. Well, Gene, uh, uh, first of all, I don't think you should have given the secret away because um, very few people have actually seen this film in terms of a national television audience. And I think mm-hmm. it was cheating because, to me, one of the real pleasures of watching this film was to walk in there and not know until a crucial moment in the film what the secret was. I don't know if people turned down their sets in time. And I think it was you were, in order to make your opinion, what you were doing was you were keeping them from enjoying what I think and what I agree with you is a great performance. Well, the question would be, how can I uh, do criticism of this work without talking about why I think it's so much of a stronger performance? Uh, Unfortunately, what we're going to end up debating now is whether I should have given the secret away as opposed to whether or not... how. Oh, it's a very good performance. It is a good performance. Let's see if you pick... Suck a dick, Siskel! God, I miss both of those guys so much. Uh, All right, they're both right. They're yeah. both right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good argument. Well, and so a thing comes up on the screen just says, like... Turn volume the, down. Turn volume down. Crying game controversy. That, and That reeks of, like, a, a behind-the-scenes battle that Roger Ebert won. Yeah. That, that, it, yeah. Like, <laughs> you better put up this yeah. on the screen before this airs. It's an okay compromise, but it's very awkward. Like, no yeah. one had ever done that before, at yeah. least to my knowledge. Like, like, give it away. Well, because people... Guess what? There wasn't an internet then, so mm-hmm. you couldn't just go online and yeah. say, what was the ending of Crying Game? You uh, wouldn't know. Less than a year later, Ace Ventura would give it away in oh. an extremely transphobic show. Let's like put a new ending on that movie so you can watch it again. I yeah. mean, but please. So, uh, but so yeah, that's why that joke was in there. Mm-hmm. Siskel, my mom directly referenced Siskel mm-hmm. giving it away and people uh, getting mad at him for doing it on the show. I'm so glad you looked that up because I knew like which critic was it, but I didn't have time to look it up. God. So, so that's why I, I looked it up. But yeah, that's how I, it was a controversial thing then and that's why they put it in the show. So then on top of that, the Simpsons are being like kind of dicks of yeah. it in May. So that was in March. Mm-hmm. This was May, early May. And they're like, yeah, the chicken grind game was really a man. What? Like, that's yeah. that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, <laughs> but it was for the, spoilers, the purposes the of level. a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that is that Simpsons joke <laughs> explained. So, Chris, I brought I, I wrote something down that you would like. Uh, we have the return of one of your favorite lines. So Ned talks yes. about his brush yeah. with the law. Yeah. And um, the guy comes to the door. He says, Excuse me, are you Ed Flanders? Yeah. He's like, No, I'm Ned Flanders. Oh, My it. mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, Marge, don't you worry. We've all had our brushes with the law are you ed flanders no ned flanders my mistake there you go i, I know chris loves that line so happy with it. i think it's even the same it's not it's mistake. not it's just dan castanetta doing the same voice okay. yeah and the uh you know, i would love to if anybody knows if that's a reference to something because if it had to happen more than once dan like, would know maybe either it's, it's like either it's as funny as i think it is or i mean it might just something. be a chicago in mm. parlance like oh, that's yeah. where he's from you know just be like that's how we say in chicago i mean or it could be a reading from an old movie because doe is a laurel and hardy thing i mean mm. they could be pulling these things from their brain you know just for the sake of performance uh they also go by the fact that marge has webbed toes which was not kept ever like no. that was lost same as like they never talk about how marge has been grazed mule since she was 17 mm. they never talk about that either but that her 
Web toes were mentioned on her trading cards. Oh, it's really? Wow. It was they, they had like kind of a picture-in-picture picture fact on the Simpsons trading cards, which I think are about, we're about a year away from them in Simpsons timeline Jesus, here. Really? Marge is so ill-defined. That's just <laughs> yeah. a fucking vacuum in the arcade game. Yeah, really. Oh, yes. <laughs> no traits. I do love the joke about judgmental Christians where uh, <laughs> Maude is peering through the God bless you uh, cross-stitch and Marge adjusts the picture and she's like, get out. But, she, but Maude is Norman Bates in that scene she is. is crazy she's not about to masturbate though yeah. that's she's not vince vaughn but uh i think that was the scene that finally got me to rent psycho because mm-hmm. i like fine it was like the fourth time i uh my parents would tell me that's from psycho i was like all right i gotta watch this which by the way that wasn't spoiled for me the twist of that before i saw it oh, wow. I got to, just like a viewer in 1964 mm-hmm. or seven i forget the year exactly like but, a 60 just, oh, 60. Another just, trans situation. Just like a viewer back then. I like at the end of that movie, and by like, I mean I'm entertained by yeah. At the end of that movie, they have to say like, oh, so he's a transvestite. They're like, well, no, not exactly. He's mm-hmm. actually like... Uh, uh, we should much- have ended this movie five minutes ago. I'm, I'm sorry for wasting your time. It's much no, worse No, he needs than to that. look at a bug. Yeah. <laughs> he wears his mother's skin. Please yeah. don't throw the trans audience under the bus. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't watch Psycho, actually, because I watched a billion clips of it in all my film classes. Uh-huh. So I've studied every granular detail of like seven scenes but I'd never actually seen it until it's, like two years ago it's okay. phenomenal it is it's way oh, yeah. different than what you think it, it is, is because it's just it's very slow intense yeah. and, and like the murder is just like like a minute of the movie and it's just all drawn and, out tension and Anthony Perkins like I don't what you, that for that year that is one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen he is charismatic as AF and yes. like it, his performance holds up really goddamn well Watch Psycho. And so then we're back into the courtroom where they kind of just do every Lyle <laughs> Hutz joke they can. Yeah. The, the blue-headed lawyer gets a good one on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, how do you find more attractive? Tom Cruise or Mel Gibson? What is the point of all this? Your Honor, I feel so confident of Marge Simpson's guilt that I can waste the court's time by raiding the super hunks. <laughs> Raining the super hunks. Ooh, he's gonna win. Mr. Hutz. <laughs> Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that is Marge's line. It's like Marge's line with Hutz. It's the only Mr. time she Hutz. doesn't grumble. Yeah. She actually says something. At yeah. some point, she says, why do we always hire him? Much later. And <laughs> oh, yeah. this, that's, that's what I asked myself during this scene. Like, why did they hire Lionel Hutz again? Clearly all you can afford. Yeah. Especially, and this is rock bottom for him where we, we get more into his alcoholism. He did he did drink all of that bottle of, of whiskey before. Like, yeah. one little sip of whiskey. Like, it's 930. Uh, who cares? Brown <laughs> I always think of it as brownest of the brown liquors now. And if we freeze on frame 138, oh, yes. we distinctly see a puff of blue hair coming from the grassy knoll. <laughs> now, Apu, Mrs. Simpson claims that she forgot she was carrying that bottle of delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. <laughs> so tempting. Uh. What's that? You want me to drink you? But I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. <laughs> I love you too, man. It's a real Dr. Joyce Brothers style guest uh, appearance. I get one sentence. But I would guess the most specific Alcoholics Anonymous reference I've ever seen. I ever yeah, that's a sponsor, really. So, well, first off, I could just... Hearing it isolated like this, I could just see Phil Hartman in my mind saying all those lines. Yeah. This is beautiful. And I love the sound of the, the alcohol swishing around in the bottle. Yeah. It's very, very distinct. Is it really David Crosby in the, in the... It the is. Voice? It is, yeah. David Crosby, which I felt was a little too hard. Uh, it was a little too try hard of like, he's looking at his own albums and surrounded by it. Yeah. It's not clearly him. It's like, like, only one guy looks like him, and that's David Crosby. I was reading the Phil Hartman biography a few years ago. Phil Hartman, before he was an improviser and actor, he was an album artist designer, yeah. and he may have designed the album. Ah. I, I don't think that's true. I'm trying to find the specific. That's when albums. his uh, name had two N's in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. A much more Germanic way yeah. of saying but, it, which he was fluent in the German. The, yeah, this might not be worth even mentioning. I can't find the fucking albums that he, so, he designed. But he, Phil Hartman drew illustrations for album covers for music like Crosby, Stills, yeah. and Nash. So as a kid, I really didn't... I barely knew Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills, and Nash or David Crosby. And I didn't know that he was famous as 
the recovering alcoholic, like that was his thing, or recovering recovering substance abuse, or not mm-hmm. just alcohol. I'm just recalling and, this. Did he give his sperm to a famous lesbian couple? Yes, most he did. Most, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's and, like I want and, those genes in this body. Uh, <laughs> no, why would you want that? But exactly, so, turning me down for that motherfucker. <laughs> so in '82 and '85, he was arrested for drunk driving and substance abuse. Oh, okay, spent nine months in jail, even. Uh, which wow, like, wow that's, you got to be pretty bad as a celebrity. To get they locked up celebrities, then I think, and. <laughs> And so by 1993, he was famous for getting sober. And then mm. he was uh, in AA and getting other people sober. We'll get a sequel to this joke in the B-Sharps episode. Oh, you're much. right. Yeah. The more obvious way of doing a joke about Crosby being drunk. <laughs> and uh, that now the parody of him would have been that he got arrested for like a bunch of knives. Like he got, he got arrested for... Uh, bringing a bunch of weapons through an airport. Wow, that was, I didn't that know was, that. That's more recent arrest. That was about I wouldn't know it from ago. his music. Really, no, look at him. He's, he's in around. Like, I love you. <laughs> uh, now, Apu's photographic memory has never been brought back again. <laughs> that is, though I guess it must have helped him as uh, a computer engineer. Yeah. This be my line of the show. Ah, yes. That's the joke. Well, if you never forget anything, tell me this. What color tie am I wearing? You are wearing a red and white striped club tie in a half Windsor knot. Oh, I am, am I? (laughs) Is that what you think? Well, if that is what you think, I have something to tell you. (laughs) Something that may shock and discredit you. (laughs) And that thing is as follows. I'm not wearing a tie at all. (laughs) (gasps) But if I am wrong about that... Maybe I am wrong about Mrs. Simpson. Uh, that should have been how he won the case. Whatever. Yeah, I do like how everybody else sees him doing this yes. with his tie. Not and the then jury. Yeah. This is, but, this is, yeah, Huss is removing his, taking so long to remove his tie. He's like struggling with it. So Everybody sees it. In, uh, for another episode of Chris's Simpson shorthand, uh, mm. half of my life is spent introducing clips and waiting for things to load. <laughs> and that... Those lines have become like, and it sounded a little something like this, if that's what you think. <laughs> because if that is what you think, this page isn't loading. Uh, that's true. It, happen, it that's happens true. on streams. It happens everywhere. I don't know how much we edit it out. It happens all the time. Speaking of pre-internet research, as I was earlier, they had to call up David H. Bailey of the Na- National Aeronautics and Space Administration to get Pi to the 40,000th numeric. Yeah, now you can just Google it. Yeah, but, but they, uh, the Oakley and Weinstein said that they got, like, shipped a printout of it all the way to that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's accurate, it. too. Yes. So. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Fucking more. It is one. More more great huts. I move for a bad court thingy. You mean a mistrial? Yeah. That's why you're the judge and I'm the law-talking guy. <laughs> right. This is his finest hour. It's so good. Yeah. So... Uh, you don't have a clip of it, I see there, but mm-hmm. uh, Clarence Darrow, I should uh, let the audience know, the uh, I actually didn't get this joke until now. That Lisa compared. Well, so she compares him to Clarence Darrow, who, mm-hmm. in case you didn't know, he lived from 1857 to 1935, a uh, early human rights attorney and a leading member of the ACLU back mm-hmm. in the day, which uh, give them some support, guys. They'll be shut down by the time this airs. <laughs> All in jail, held up. Uh, in in well, the gulags. Uh, but so Darrow... Most famously argued in the Scopes Monkey Trial, That's correct. which was the uh, to prove uh, to teach evolution in schools, which settled the debate forever, and yes. it would never be a problem in American schools again. Watch Inherit the Wind, the old one. Yes. It's very good. Now, the black guy from the Mod Squad is Clarence Williams the yes. Third. Oh wow, I didn't. Uh, know that so up. I Simpson from Half Baked. That's oh. how our uh, generation, or the host it. of Tales from the Hood. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was he is Samson. Well, talk but, to the Saints. But the T's. I. This was the first time I got that joke that the Clarence is the name of the actor who played the black guy on the Mod Squad. Not the Claire Danes film, the original <laughs> Mod Squad from the No 70s. one remembers either one. He's, yeah. It was, dude, it was just on my awful antenna TV. And, uh, he, and he is in the movie. Uh, 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 cameoing. Yeah, oh, wow. We also missed during the. Um, I mean, you can't hear it but lionel hutz's dick is hanging out and he has no pants on in the oh, yeah. bad court thingy yeah that's right it's right after the you know you're not wearing pants and that scene just continues it's yeah. just like well you didn't go to put on pants ask, it, it, he like solid snakes himself against the judge's uh yeah. podium or whatever yeah, you call it, that the joke 
is even better because he's asking the judge that without pants. Yeah. yeah. It's, you don't even see it in frame. With just his ass hanging out. You and will never be allowed to see that much of his ass again. Yeah, no, I like that he had sock garters. It that was, was cute. Nice extra. And then we st- uh, there's another joke they uh, lost, which was, he says, could you imagine the world without lawyers? Mm-hmm. And then it's everybody at peace. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to play the I'd like to teach the world to sing song. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just pretty much play the first five notes of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a little off. It's it's the Coke song, right? Like yeah, the by the world as Coke. invented by Don Draper, as we oh. all know. Spoilers for Mad Men. <laughs> Man, I guess I haven't seen that last. You season. You have not seen the last episode of Mad Men. Last season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry I spoiled it for you. My bad. Uh, but hey, if you should have seen it by now, I'm I'm, I'm on I'm the Gene Siskel side, bad. man. <laughs> Uh, if I haven't seen him by now, I don't care. Uh, but Marge does go to jail for about two minutes. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Marge, I'm going to miss you so much. And it's not just the sex, it's also the food preparation. <laughs> Your skill with stains of all kinds. But mostly I'll miss how lucky you make me feel each and every morning. I'll miss you too, homie. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I that's another of my favorite Hutz lines in this when he's being sued by the National Council of Churches. He says like, "All oh, right, right that thing." Yeah, it's... there. There's a really great anecdote on the commentary about the line. Uh, oh yeah, Marge says, "Who's minding the quickie mart?" She was supposed to say that as a callback to Lisa Beauty Queen, where right. she says, "Who's minding the quickie mart?" And people are robbing it because they're both at Little Miss Springfield. Pageant. But in this scene, Marge wouldn't give a shit because yeah. she's pissed off. They put her in jail. So when reading the line, Julie Kavner initially said who's minding the quickie mart and who the fuck cares <laughs> so i wish they would have had that on tape or something like yeah. that because i really would have wanted to hear marge swear and she was right that was selling out marge's character yeah she wouldn't care about the people who just put her in jail i think oakley and weinstein build in a line that will like make it a little more uh reasonable but it mm-hmm. still kind of stands out like why would she be concerned about the quickie mart in any yeah. case yeah and uh, I also, as a kid, I loved Bart's dream sequence. Oh, uh, Bartina. Of, uh, yeah, really with the warden. It was such, it was just what a 10-year-old would dream up, a Bugs Bunny type plan. Yeah. yeah. And that was the first, but not the last, down I go. Down. I love that, like, the throwaway line of, like, I'll bust you out as soon as I get a crowbar and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not terribly funny as a joke and I, I do like that it gets funnier when they show it like yeah I, normally i hate that with the simpsons and he says i need a crowbar he doesn't use it to pry anything open he uses it to smash the guy I in think, the face yeah, I think yeah. that was, what they that were was a joke for. too yeah <laughs> and so then it's finally time for the brief third act where they really <laughs> we get two scenes of marge uh without the family there pretty I, much I, I mocked it on the front and i think mm-hmm. it's true here too that it's like the idea of Homer, ideas like Homer leading the leading a strike, mm-hmm. Homer going back to high school, uh, Marge going to prison, those are strong enough for real A-stories, episodes that yeah. actually focus yeah, on that. Yeah. But in all three of those episodes, they're like, they just aren't given enough time this or epi- focus. This episode also retreads a lot of Homer Alone stuff, yep. where it's Homer being yeah. terrible at raising the family by himself and just fucking everything up immediately. Oh, yeah. It's still kind now, of funny. Kids, while your mother's gone, I don't want to have to wash any dishes. So from now on straight from the faucet or milk carton and we'll eat while standing over the sink or toilet. Who's gonna change Maggie? We're gonna let her roam free in the backyard and nature will take its course. I, I cannot believe how much I've adopted that philosophy. <laughs> like, eat over the sink or toilet. I, everything I eat on purpose, I was joking my girlfriend, comes with its own plate. Yeah. It's either on a bun or in a burrito shell. <laughs> how about a bread bowl? la di da I poured my own uh, beer in a I glass. Drink, I drink water directly from the faucet all the time. Uh. Um, not so much from the carton, just from the faucet. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I, they uh, heighten the Homer Alone stuff of him wearing running out of clothes and yeah. wearing stuff from the attic which is funny though that can't be Marge's dress Marge's dress wouldn't fit him no that's a that's a stretch yeah well though Mona Simpson's Mona Simpson's dress wouldn't fit him either boy the prison inmates were quite butch weren't they <laughs> yes knock knock I'm Marge Simpson your new cellmate I'm Phillips they call me that because I killed my husband with a Phillips head screwdriver. Mm. This character actually reminds me of the similar looking character on Orange is the New Black, 
who yeah. in an episode his uh, name is Boo. Butch. Yeah, Boo, sorry. Boo, who steals a um a screwdriver to use it to masturbate with, and it's a that, big plot point. That was a great payoff in that episode. Yeah. In the first episode of the whole series, they said, "Look, this isn't Oz," and that's them talking to the audience too. Like, this isn't Oz. Yeah. This isn't also a Cinemax thriller. Like, this women's prison is different from a regular one. And you think the whole time, if you were watching a show about men in prison, you think, "Well, they stole that screwdriver to murder someone." Like, that's what it is. And so, yeah. we finally find out where the missing screwdriver went it is being used as the handle for a corn dildo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what, that's how Boo is using it. Which, hey, that is that is ingenious. Yeah, Boo rules. Uh, I love her. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so Phyllis, Phillips is pretty much that, and then yeah. the Matt Folden was pretty great too. Uh, I love that. Dude, bit. I love all the Mad jokes. God, that mm-hmm. was, other than the Simpsons and like Ren and Snippy, Mad was still kind of one of the most important things in my mm-hmm. life. What kind of slime would I marry? Yes. But all right, I don't want to sound too heartless. Al Jaffe's still with us. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch yes. it. Yes, he will him. live until we post this at least I, <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound too heartless but so marge is there for 30 days and if my mom went to jail for 30 days i would be sad and i would be but would they really be like oh mom i miss you so much like it's been two weeks like With lots of visits i don't yeah. know but you're a kid like time, like days feel like yeah, weeks and, i guess so and homer's their only parent so okay, it's got to accentuate the right, uh the right. loss there but also like marge is thirsty <laughs> after like again She's been at best three weeks without Homer. Like, yeah. that's, I don't know. I it's don't not know. as dirty as her teaching me stroke formation with a wacky video. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Slow then fast. Oh, Jesus. I still can't get over it. But I thought <laughs> it was real cute how Bart and Nelson connected. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was amazing. All right. Bologna and cheese. What do you got, Bart? Pack of sugar and peanut butter smeared on a playing card. Ha ha. Your mom's a jailbird. So is yours. Oh, yeah. Let's play. <laughs> it's so, no, so. it's no peanut butter, eggs, and dice sandwich. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, my shoes are Mr. Show. Mr. Yes. Show. Yes. Uh, and and the, the more I learn about, you love Jimmy Carter. The more I learn about this president, the more amazing he he is to me. Mm. There and, are uh, two distinct stances on the writing team. Mm. Um, Al Jean fucking hates him. On the commentary, Al Jean's like, I loathe Jimmy Stewart. I hate the man. Jimmy and Ma- Carter. Oh, sorry. You're, you're not Jimmy me. Stewart. God damn it. Come That's on. happened before. I love Jimmy Stewart. No, he said, I, I, I hate I hate Jimmy Carter. I loathe the man. And, and Matt Groening is offended. He's like, you Hollywood weirdo. Yes. And, he's like, and then Al Jean's like, well, if he was running against Bush, I'd, vo- I'd, I'd vote for him probably. They're recording in 2004. Yeah. And so he says, I hope I get my chance this year. <laughs> I feel like there was like rumors early rumors in 04 like maybe Jimmy Carter will run against him <laughs> yeah, see, it, why but, don't you take a look at uh, presidents who went and worked for uh, think tanks and hedge corporations yeah, and which yeah. one literally saved lives across the world and still is despite being almost dead I, I love oh. it's gonna be a test to see what Obama does after mm. it too like though he's we've got He's was so young. We've probably got like forty. Should America continue to exist? We've probably got like forty years of Obama philanthropy ahead of us. But, so uh, I mean, meanwhile, uh, Oakley and Weinstein thought this was a joke, a satire of how people hated him for no reason. Yeah, but Which um, it does work like that. Too. It does too. I think it works both ways. But I feel like it's some. Um, I mean, I didn't live through that period of time, but I feel like maybe it's a little. Uh, well, I mean, we've had so like many worse presidents since then. we talk that. about Simpson shorthand. If, you, if, yeah. you, if any of you assholes hear his name, you will say the line of the, the Springfield <laughs> crowd people uh, in this sequence. $15 short. Exactly what Marge Simpson's marshmallow squares bring in. Can we still afford that statue of Lincoln? Uh, no, I'm afraid we'll have to go with something cheaper. <laughs> uh. I uh, give you our 39th president, Jimmy Carter. Oh, come on! Each history's greatest monster! <laughs> My favorite music? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Hank, do you want to explain Malaise Forever? I, I will explain indeed. it. I okay. have a link as well. Oh, nice. But, uh, wow, wow. Well, so first off, the I mm. think their hatred of Carter... It's very a pre-Clinton thing. Clinton was more like a sequel to Carter anyway, or at least he appeared that way in 92, no, I think. Yes. In 92, he did. It was I like, guess. okay, it's another Southern Democrat mm-hmm. who is showing like, see, we can, I do hate blacks and I'll put them in jail. <laughs> and uh, if you read about how high gas prices were during that gas crisis, you'd be yes. like, you're, you're a baby. You could, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's true. But, but, at the, but I also think that hatred of Carter goes through Reagan mm-hmm. into the continuation of Reagan's administration with H.W. Bush. Yeah. And so I think it was just 
it had people hadn't remembered like no carter wasn't bad yeah. history will like, smile upon jimmy carter he sucks but apparently he you know people hated him he was seen as a weenie as a wuss who yeah who put on sweaters and told, wore a sweater and told uh, told americans not to consume as much yeah like, how and, and fucking and dare he enforced <laughs> laws to uh not have cars shit into the air constantly yes. which everybody like people all over the world left and right hated them yeah and i'm only saying that people here in california california still has that mm-hmm. like you can't drive a car yes. unless it's tested for emissions and smog checks it was a shock mm-hmm. when i moved here like oh mm-hmm. smog test glad i don't have a car it's a but carter like, thing man like yeah. he did that for the for the nation during a gas crisis yeah. so everybody hated him but again how mm-hmm. dare he right uh yeah. this, all this uh, all this we have the right to be wasteful old man Try to teach us a metric system. Fuck <laughs> up. Love that. Put solar panels on the White House. Reagan came in, tore them down. Yep. Tore them down to pay more money. Yeah. Well, fortunately, <laughs> we never see any more vindictive moving into the White House like that again. <laughs> never, but, never. Um. So Malays Forever though is on a statue, and that is a reference to a very specific uh, speech by Carter, which I had never really looked into. Same until here this until today. Episode. So America was in crisis. Like people were very worried. Like. Prices just seem to be going up and up and up. Are we screwed? Like, huh. This is the stuff you can see Can't why wait. they were ex- attracted to a fucking actor mm-hmm. like who could act like a strong man to, uh, year, a year later. So apparently Carter like goes missing for a few days. I think it was 10 days. 10 I read. days. Yeah. Like, which... That is incredible to imagine. Like that would be hard for me to forgive too. Of just like, well, Obama was gone for ten days when people were worried. Not great. Not great. Prediction: You'll see it again a lot. Yeah. Oh yes, a lot. Someone's going to be very unreachable, and you but... won't see you won't see him on news footage clearing brush in Lubbock, Texas either. <laughs> so when he comes back, he gives a speech called the Crisis of Confidence speech, mm. and uh, I have a clip here that's got an intro to explain it in time. And he never even says the word malaise, but that's mm. what it got that's labeled true, yeah. as. Two years ago today, that Jimmy Carter gave his famous malaise speech. He never used that term, but that's the name that was given to a speech in which the president said the country's economic woes were due in part to a crisis of confidence in the country. It has come to be known as perhaps the most politically tone-deaf speech in modern American history. Mm. Take a look. It is a crisis of confidence. It is a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national will. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. The erosion of our confidence in the future is threatening to destroy the social and the political fabric of America. I kind of don't disagree with that. I, uh, I kind of have a problem saying the problem in this country is that you don't believe. Yeah, <laughs> you got to believe ending. harder. Uh, our, our good buddy Obama said, "If we if we just believe in America, the Russians won't hurt us." So yeah. uh, it's a common, it's a very common, like unrealistic but solution. It's stupider than all that shit Reagan said. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Morning yeah. in America. But so, yeah, he disappears for ten days and then shows up with that speech mm-hmm. about like. Why are all these prices going up? Why are we all worried? It's because you don't believe enough. And and it was... I could see that turning people against him, for sure. Yeah, and so then people saw that as him accusing America of being stuck in a general malaise, a depression, but not an economic depression. Yeah. And so from then on, he got labeled with the malaise thing. Before that, he was the peanut farmer. True, yeah. But He had lust in his heart. uh, Which he sold before he became president. Yes. Because that's what presidents did. He sat. He was ready to sacrifice a peanut farm. I mean, that's what greater sacrifice can one man get? Um, but uh, I gotta play this clip because this would have been my line of the show if not for all the Lionel Huts. Release the dogs. Gee, they look pretty mad. Yeah, I've been starving them, teasing them, singing off key. Me, me, my mo, me, moo, my. No, 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 this never would have happened if Marge Simpson was here. I mean, my mom. I mean, <laughs> I, I love that singing off key. Yeah. My mom. And uh, nice early. We didn't have the term butterfly effect in the mainstream, but that was totally. This is the butterfly effect that oh, yeah. Marge wasn't there to sell the ma- marshmallow squares leading to that eventually leads to uh, Springfield in crisis it's funny no one had like the 20 dollars they would have brought in yeah. just to throw at the statue mm-hmm. they just go like nope 15 the exact amount marge simpson used to bring in <laughs> and then uh, marge is released from prison to quell the anger of the townspeople 
Yeah. Well, no, the 30 days were up. It was only 30 days. Oh, really? Days. Okay, yeah. But yeah, Snyder sentences her to 30 days. So when did the just, riots start? Uh, I guess on day 21 or Okay, something. wow. <laughs> For some reason, I thought like that was a direct result of uh, the riots march being yeah. let out. Yeah, I don't know. No, I just assumed that, maybe. Uh, no, it was just tied. I think it's your memory of the ep- my memory of the episode is Lionel Hutz winning with the tie defense, because the poo agrees, maybe <laughs> I don't remember, and then <laughs> that someone got her out, but they didn't. Yep. She just went to jail for 30 days. Uh, non-evil punished, but uh, hey, Phillips is rewarded. Goodbye, Marge. I'll miss you. I hope you find somebody. Men are such slime. But I'm seeing this new guy. I think he's different. Yeah! <laughs> he says his name is Homer, and he works at the nuclear plant. <laughs> Marge does not ruin her uh, her fun, really. She's I, like, I feel like that line was redone. The mouth movement was off on that one, too. Uh, but yeah. I like the implication that Barney just stole Homer's identity <laughs> when Homer's standing right there. Yeah. He's there. And he's... And it's also kind of Barney's non-belch catchphrase at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is. I, I, yes. He did Not, that to Mo uh, in another getting episode, Getting ahead too. of plugs. Patreon.com is how we live. We have season wrap-ups. I gave Barney my MVP of last season. It's true. And he just didn't rise to that at all during this whole season. He's had his moments. He's going to drop well, off soon. Well, with the rise of Lenny and Carl, it was the drop <laughs> of Barney. He he just had many more. We need a drunk here. What's this drunk doing? Yeah, but it was more like just his excitement. Uh, and, uh, whatever you say, Mom, and being pepper sprayed and burping. Like I think that the yeah. I think the writers were just as fascinated with just having Barney. Burp. He ended up serving a very grandpa role, where it's like just put him in for one joke, and that's all he does. Uh, and then, and and just to make it up to Mars, they redo the Jimmy Carter statue. Her just put a just put her hair on it, and it is March forever. Yeah, March forever instead of malaise and. Then seeing, like, when they have the ball smack him in the face, I was like, this does feel like a very anti-Jimmy Carter I think it's a shot at him. Yes, definitely. They were meaner to him than married with children. I'm just saying. I I wasn't there. to. I was there for the first three months of Reagan's presidency. The last three months of uh, Reagan's presidency. But since since then, he's, like, cured malaria all over the world and built houses for people who couldn't afford them. And I don't know any other former president who's done that much good. No, he's a great man. And he's I, in a great episode of King of the Hill, voiced by Dave Herman, unfortunately, yes. not actually Jimmy Carter. But he didn't. But did he do paintings? Like oh, like, bad uh, paintings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those paintings are bad. One of my favorite Onion jokes was that uh, George W. Bush keeps uh, look at George W. Bush's wonderful paintings. Though they all have a dead Iraqi boy in the corner of them. Like, <laughs> oh, they just God. can't not paint in there. Uh, that guy, he deserves no peace. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Whatever yeah. history you now, think of him much cuter. I see. I saw that. <laughs> we're, we're recording this on Inauguration Day. Yeah. The photos of Adorable. Him, the photos of him there, I feel like he was just loving, like, I'm not the most hated person here. Sweet oh, little he, grandpa war criminal. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, his hair is light. He's he's getting bald. Yeah. His dad's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> we can only hope. Oh, boy. Hope. If him and Barbara die the same day, boy, that'd be great. Off to those 10,000 points of light in the sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's wrap up here. This has been Talking Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. You can find that every Monday at Retronauts.com. It's a classic gaming podcast about classic games. It's great. Go to Retronauts.com or go to Retronauts on Twitter and you will find it there. Everybody else, where can we find you? H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter is where you'll find me uh, trying to not slip my wrists. And, uh, <laughs> but also enjoying things and enjoying life and uh, like seeing tweets. You'll see tweets from my SF Sketchfest shows I've been attending, which have just been tons of fun. There was the Brain Candy uh, live reading and we got to see just a, literally got back from a King of the Hill King of the Hill 20th Fantastic. anniversary which was amazing Greg Daniels was there of Simpsons fame mm-hmm. but uh, well more so of office fame but um, the American <laughs> workplace but anyway that was great I write for fandom.com you can see my works on video games there but more importantly patreon.com slash laser time that's what supports this show and keeps it going strong every dollar helps and uh, we really would appreciate any help you can do five dollars a month will get you access to the entire first season of talking simpsons which is not available on our itunes stream mm-hmm. plus our season uh, wrap-ups mm-hmm. for two and three and soon to be four oh, and man. other tons of great special things do you want to watch us do a live commentary for the wwe flintstones crossover <laughs> movie it's on well, there the 2003 royal rumble or <laughs> 
Audio commentaries for Jackie Chan's first strike in Black Dynamite is voted upon by the Patreon. Yeah, that sound very good. Uh, yeah, really fun. And also the show Laser Time, where we just pick a topic, do kind of a show like this, but it's topic based, not Simpsons based. But if you like uh, something, you can set your watch by thirty twenty ten. A look mm. back at thirty twenty and ten years ago in the past, and I believe next week. We had to bring up The Simpsons. Very important. We won't get to it for years. Poochie. It's the yeah. uh, debut of Poochie. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Deep in season eight. But, hey, another of those episodes that were like, ah, we're almost done. <laughs> Simpsons is over. February 97, I believe. Wow. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Krusty's comeback special, the season four finale. We'll see you then. infotainment.